Well, good morning, everyone. How lovely to see you all at our church centre for this service of Holy Communion. A very warm welcome to everyone. It's great to see you. Uh, and also for those joining us online, it's great to have your company for this service of worship. And as a reminder, if you want to follow along, those joining online, you can do that either by the words which you can see on screen, or if you want to download a copy of our service order, you can do so from our website, which is www.winsandchurches.org. Have you seen the cartoon, this week's cartoon? I, I saw that and I thought, how appropriate. Uh, that kind of just expressed it for me. Of course, it has nothing, church, it has nothing at all to do with Wales' win over Turkey. 2-0. Let me say it again, 2-0. I think they're playing Italy this afternoon, so uh, it might be... Um... <laughs> And uh, have you noticed these uh, lovely flowers? Um, these were prepared for the funeral of Sonia Harris, which happened at St. James this week. And they were uh, put together by Tricia Avery's daughter, who was a florist. Aren't they amazing? Really good. Um, we had a wedding at St. John's yesterday, and, and uh, Joe did the, the flowers for that as well. They looked absolutely fantastic. So flowers, folks, you know who to go to. I think we've all got the deal now with the cartoons and everything, but please don't sing. Hopefully I won't have to say that for much longer, but please don't sing for these few remaining weeks that we're in additional restrictions. Um, but please do enjoy the music that's played and join in with the responses on bold. Just want to pray as we begin. Holy Father, we gather as your people, young and old, we come before you. From three churches, we form one church, because we are all part of your family. We know that we are welcomed, accepted, loved as your sons and as your daughters. So, Lord, receive our praise and our prayer from wherever we're coming from today. Lord, we offer you our worship. Be within it all and help us to serve our community in love, faith, joy, and thankfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I have uh, some bands of marriage to uh, publish. I publish the bands of marriage between William Carpenter and Laura Taylor, both of Winscombe and Sanford Parish. I also publish the bands of marriage between Ian Richard Keith Morris and Joanne Louise Collin of Banwell Parish. I also publish The Bands of Marriage of Oliver Francis McFarlane and Esther Mary Munyon of Clifton Parish. And last but not least, I publish The Bands of Marriage between Darren David Jones and Peach Sellers of Winscombe and Sanford Parish. For all these couples, and don't we have a lot getting married in our churches this summer? This is the first time of asking. So we're just gonna pray for them just now. Uh, and couples, families, if you're joining us online to hear your bands being read, we're praying for you just now as your family in Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the great privilege and great joy it is to share in the marriage. Lord, I just pray for these couples as they prepare for their wedding day. Pray that uh, you help them go through all the arrangements that sometimes weigh on our minds and help them focus on the real reason and the real joy of being married. 
deep love they have for each other that reminds us all of the love of our Heavenly Father who gave us the capacity to love in the first place. So bless them, be with them, their families and friends, in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't it great to have so many couples getting married in our churches this summer? We've done the band of marriage. It must be time for our first hymn, which focuses on the kingship and the lordship of Christ. It is a worship the king. Saviour and Creator, those moments where we know we've been less than the person 
he calls us to be. Things we've said and done that have impacted negatively on others. Looking at that verse 4 of the hymn we just sung. Frail children of dust, feeble as frail, in thee we do trust, nor find thee to fail. Thy mercies how tender, how firm to the end, our maker, defender, our redeemer, our friend. So we say the words of the confession together. O Lord of life, eternity cannot hold you, nor can our little words catch the magnificence of your kindness. Yet in the space of our small hearts and in silence, you can come close and repair us. O Lord of life, grant us your forgiveness for our careless thoughts, for our thoughtless deeds, for our empty speech and the words with which we wounded. And we pause for a moment to receive his grace and his forgiveness. Now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his goodness, keeping you in life eternal. Amen. Now our reading today is a little bit different in the form of a video. So we can have a video version of today's reading which is from the Gospel of Mark. This is the lectionary reading for today, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. One day Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. And as they were sailing, he fell asleep. Father, dear Lord and Father 
all mankind. Have you ever been on holiday and been offered a boat trip? They don't quite do it how we might do it here in Britain, though do they, we often find, in the sense that they absolutely cram them in. Cram as many tourists as you possibly can into the boat so that they all get the experience and of course there's um, something about the money in it as well, no doubt. Now, our boat experience isn't quite like the disciples, but in the sense of cramming them in, it certainly felt like that. With standing room only, people with their video cameras, and that was just on a lake in Italy. Now, in 1986, on the northwest shore of the Sea of Galilee in Israel, the remains of a boat, eight metres long, 
and two metres wide were discovered. That's a picture of it on the screen, and it was carbon dated from the first century CE, the time of Christ, in other words. It is just the type of boat, as opposed to the exact boat, which some people seem to think it was, clearly it probably wasn't, but it's just the type of boat that have been used in Jesus' time. I want you to imagine this morning Jesus and his 12 other disciples, and probably a few other hangers-on, crammed into that boat. Don't forget they didn't have light preservers or any safety features like flares or anything like that. They're all cramming into it. I want to suggest to you briefly that this short passage from the Gospel of St. Mark is both a challenge and an encouragement to us. It's a challenge in the sense that it prompts us, when we're in the boat, when we're cramming it in, prompts us to think about where we're placing our long-term trust, whether we'll make it to the other side. It takes those moments often to call us to question ourselves. But it's also an encouragement in the sense that there's someone in the boat with us. Well, the first things our Gospel writer, St. Mark, tries to convey is actually why they cram in the boat in the first place. And if you've read this passage, it's pretty obvious. Jesus has had a number of episodes where he's healed the sick, he's taught his disciples, the crowds are following him, he heals the sick again, he teaches the disciples, and guess what? The crowds keep following him. He's eagerly pursued by crowds all the way to the shores of the lake. Younger ones, those joining us online, not that I know, but I guess it's a bit like having 10,000 YouTube followers. And you open the curtains of your house and you find they're all camped outside. <laughs> Except Jesus doesn't have a house. He's at the shore of a lake. So what does he do? He says, right disciples, let's get into a boat and we'll head to the other side. Incidentally, lots of all the people following him decide to head into the boats and follow him. So there's absolutely no respite for Jesus in ministry. Sometimes ministry is exhausting. We see this picture, the first image in Mark, why they crammed into the boat. It's because of Jesus' humanity. Because when they get in, he promptly falls asleep in the stern of the boat. That's verse 38. We know sometimes we feel exhausted, absolutely run down. A young couple got married at St. John's, one of our three churches yesterday. Um, absolutely lovely couple. And uh, when I was doing the marriage preparation with some of them, Trish and I met with them a number of times as preparation. And one of them was after the service on Sunday morning. And uh, the poor lass, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we met with her, she said to me, oh, I'm sorry if I'm not paying attention, I've just come off night shift. And that kind of gives you, I think we've been there, haven't we, folks? Folks, if you've served on the night shift, then you know what it's like. Because if you've done a week of nights, or ten days as it was when I did shifts in factories, you feel absolutely shattered at the end of that period. You know, night is day, and day is night, and you sort of wake up in the night, and, no one's, and you want to eat, and there's no one about. It's a sort of surreal existence. No wonder Jesus was asleep in the boat. Sometimes we also feel exhausted. 
We feel run down at the end of our tether. And this passage is encouraging for us because it reminds us in Jesus' humanity, it reminds us that Jesus actually knows how that feels. He's familiar with human frailty. But does he get any letter? No, because we don't get any letter either. What happens, even it seems the weather conspires against him. What he thought might be a pleasure cruise, a little brief jaunt across the Sea of Galilee, I'm sure they sailed on there many times, and he's with experienced fishermen like Peter, James and John. It seems even life's events conspire against him and the disciples. This is the hills around the Sea of Galilee, and it's, it, they're in such a shape, Bible commentators tell us they're in such a shape, to channel winds and rain down through the middle, right on to the surface of the lake. Not so good if you're a weather forecaster, because it changes so frequently, and also not so good if you're in a small boat without life-saving equipment, and it's heavily laden. Where is Jesus? There he is, asleep in the boat. I wonder what it feels like to you, what life might feel like to you this morning. Does it feel like Jesus is asleep in the boat, asleep on the watch? feels through the pandemic, and especially with this plus four weeks that we all have to endure, maybe it feels like you wouldn't mind a bit of joy, a bit of respite from my storms. But Christ is with us in the boat. Today is also Father's Day, where we remember and show our appreciation for those who were dads to us, how they have helped us through life's storms, as well as those very sunny days, how much we owe to them. But I just want to also recognise that having a happy father-child relationship may not be everybody's experience, and there may be some for whom those memories are painful. An artist called Eularia Clark has painted a picture of this Bible passage, and I want you to have a look at it just now. Just something I wanted you to think about this picture. If you look at it, a torrent, an absolute torrent of water foams over the sinking boat, which to all intents and purposes looks inundated. I don't have much hope for that boat, frankly. The disciples are clearly fraught with fear and anxiety, and they can see they're crying out in their distress. If you look more closely, there are clearly more than 13 present. And many are in modern dress, jeans and trainers, suits and shirts. A woman with a little child clutches him tightly as if she can protect him through a mother's arms from the sea's onslaught. Some are already overboard and floundering. But there is Jesus, clearly present in the boat with them, hand outstretched, not on some distant shore, saying, hey, it'll be all right, keep your chin up. What may be a boat that's inundated is actually the beginning of a miracle. And if there's one thing I want you to take away from today, it's that. When we're feeling inundated, 
not to be the beginning of a miracle. Where would you, my question is, where would you see yourself in that picture? If you were one of those people, where would, where would you see yourself? Perhaps we feel we're in the boat, but feeling inundated. Maybe we can identify with those washed overboard and in danger of being dragged under. Maybe, maybe we're not even in the picture. We, we, we feel like we missed the boat. We're still on the shore. Perhaps life storms have battered us such that it's hard to feel comforted about the present, let alone the future. But it's right at that moment that Jesus Christ says, this is verse 39, peace, be still. We've seen the humanity of Christ is timeless. And now we see the divinity, the God of heaven, who knows what it's like to be us. Now on your seats, there might have been a bit of paper. Some of you may see it's a hat. If you actually turn it around the other way, it's a boat. I won't tell you the fun we had this morning some of the wardens and me making these little boats. All with sanitised hands, of course. So, I want you to hold one of these boats in the palm of your hands, just now. We're going to have a moment of prayer. As we hold it in our hands, offer to God something that you're placing in that boat. Maybe it's your own circumstance. Maybe it's the circumstance of a loved one that you know is going through a bit of a stormy patch. Maybe it's a, a song of praise and a prayer of praise, of thanksgiving for a loving father figure. As we hold it out in our hand, we're simply saying, Jesus, be with the people that I'm placing in this boat. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are with us in life's storms. Sometimes, Lord, it does indeed feel that you're asleep in the boat. Thank you for what we've heard today about your humanity and your divinity both being an encouragement for us. You know what it's like to feel the stresses and strains and tiredness but you also can calm our storms. So in a moment of quiet, Lord, we lift up to you the people we're placing in the boat. Continue to lead us in prayer. Mighty God, I 
Father. We thank you that you hear us when we pray, and we humbly come before you to bring to you the needs of our world. We give thanks to Christians worldwide, even as they gather today to worship you and to serve you. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry of our churches here in Winscombe and our related parishes. We give thanks that many that you have chosen and called to further your work, particularly for the PCC and all those who minister to us. We remember especially Andrew, Sean, Anne, Warren, Sarah and Pauline as they faithfully bring us your word. For them all, we pray that you would continue to inspire and encourage them through the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray too for our new wardens, Derek, Diana and Tricia. And we pray that as a church, we may move forward with the challenge of our community, presented to us by Andrew and supported by our wardens and the PCC. We pray for volunteers to join the team of our Heart to the Church Community Vision. Lord, may we be a light in the darkness and witnesses to your love, grace, and saving power as we pray, worship, minister, and serve. Lord, in your mercy. Our Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are with us in the boat as we travel through the current challenges of the COVID pandemic. We pray for folk whose businesses and livelihoods have been hit hard by the ongoing social restrictions and for those working to relieve their financial distress. We think of folk too suffering physical or mental health symptoms due to COVID-19 and we lift them to you now. We pray for wise judgment for our government as it assesses the data and decides on what ongoing restrictions are required. And we bring before you our health and social care staff, so many of them exhausted by the demands of the past 15 months. We ask for your spirit of peace and healing to come and bring restoration. We pray for clergy and hospital chaplains working in this difficult environment. May they find your words of hope to bring. And in the silence, may they bring your comfort. We give thanks too for the human ingenuity and organisation behind our COVID vaccination programme. And we pray that efforts for a global vaccination programme would make progress and be successful. We pray for those wary about vaccination. We pray that wise counsel may be available to them to provide reassurance for those who receive discouraging advice. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we give you thanks for the Christian Aid Week across the country last month and for the millions raised and the 3,000 or so raised in our parishes. We grieve that there are now 82 million refugees worldwide in the boat. All because of civil war, strife 
and other man-made calamities. May the hungry, the impoverished, and all who suffer injustice find the help they need through the charities that we support and through better government of nations across the world. We pray for our Queen and the Royal Family, for our government, and for all who make decisions about the welfare and equality of our nation, as well as considering the greater needs everywhere else. Lord, in your mercy, As a church community, we bring before God those dear to us who are suffering in body or mind at the moment, especially Bishop Peter, Tim Walton, Jeff Norton, Sarah B, James, Celia, David, Jackie Brady, Jim McGough, Myra Burrows, Pat Gray, Pippa Cobden Ramsey, Katie Goodman, Russ Bain, Rachel, Ken Martin, Nigel J, and Miriam, and those only known to ourselves and to God. We do also give thanks for answers to prayer, especially for those who are recovering from recent operations or time in hospital, and for those who are seeing the positive results of recent treatment. We pray too, dear Lord, for the many millions of families worldwide who have lost relatives through the COVID pandemic. Please help them as they readjust their lives to continue without them. We give you thanks for those dear friends recently taken from us, remembering especially Brenda Roberts and Sonia Harris, Linda Driver and Jill Norrie, Pauline Keane and Joan Evans. We pray for their families and loved ones that they may know your peace and your reassurance that they are forever with you in your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear And finally, a prayer this Father's Day. Our Creator God, we give thanks this Father's Day for the fathers in our lives. We know that through human frailty, some fathers may excel, but other fathers fail or cause hurt. We ask your blessings for them all, and your forgiveness and healing where it is needed. We give thanks for those who have helped to fill a void where, when fathers are absent for various reasons. Other relatives, church leaders, and the women in our families. Give them all strength, we pray. For those who are fathers, we ask for wisdom, patience, and humility task of parenting. We thank you, Lord, that in you we find our perfect, loving, heavenly Father. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're able to, please stand. Each other the peace of Christ.
through British Sign Language. This may or may not be one of the last times we do this, so make the most. It's our way of wishing each other, our brothers and sisters, the peace of Christ in a contactless way. So I think we all know the drill. Let's do it together to each other, and then if you just want to turn around rather than walk about, that would be great. So, may the peace of the Lord be with you. Just share that around you. It's very Anglican chaos. Well then. <laughs> and please be seated once again. And as I prepare the holy table, we have that beautiful Graham Kendrick here. Lord, and thy madness 
Rescue us from sin and from death. Your word goes out to call us home to that city where angels still sing your praise, and today we join with them in heaven's song. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Father of all, we give you thanks for every gift that comes from heaven. To the darkness, Jesus came as your light. With signs of faith and with words of hope, he touched untouchables with love and washed the guilty clean. This is his story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. The crowds came out to see your son, yet at the end they turned on him. On the night, he was betrayed. He came to the table with his friends to celebrate the freedom of your people. This is his story. This, this is, is our song. Hosanna in Christ. Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food 
to bread. Gave thanks, broke it and said, this is my body given for you all. He took the cup, gave thanks for the wine, and said, this is my blood, shed for you all, for the forgiveness of your sins. So do this in remembrance of me. This is our story. This, this is, is our song, both in the highest. And therefore, Father, with this bread and with this cup, we celebrate the cross on which he died to set us free. Defying death, he rose again and is alive with you to plead for each of us and for all the world. This is our story. This, this is, is our song. So Lord, send your Spirit upon us now, that by these gifts we may feed on Christ with open eyes and with hearts on fire. May we and all who share this food offer ourselves to live for you and be welcomed into your great feast in heaven, which is like a wedding banquet, where all creation worships you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one another. Draw near with faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving. come to the distribution of Holy Communion and remind her that this is the Lord's table, it's not the Church of England's table and you're very welcome to participate wherever you're from, whatever denomination. Also, if you don't want to participate in Holy Communion, that's absolutely fine and just offer me a sink. So please do come out with everyone else when your row is invited but please keep your hands down so I know to pray a prayer of blessing. The stewards and wardens will invite each row as we come to just now. Lord, you live in perfection, in the perfect unity of the Trinity of love. Hold us firm in this faith that we may know you in all your ways and evermore rejoice in your eternal glory. Who are the three persons, yet one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now. Thank you for sharing in communion today.
and kind of our final hymn in the moment. Sometimes I think uh, it would be better if Mark Moss had a little zip, so we can mm -hmm. unzip and receive communion that way. Our final hymn, Bless the Lord, O My Soul, is an expression of someone who's in the boat. From wherever we are, we can join with this in not singing along, of course, even though I might go to a football match later on just so I could sing, <laughs> like that this morning. But let's just enjoy these words that are sung to us as we come to our final hymn. Ten thousand. 
Trish, just bring us some church news before we finish. We'd like to do that from the mic. Lots of exciting things going on. If you're not part of a house group uh, and you feel you could benefit from that, from a bit of prayer, company, going through the Bible together, it's really supportive, nurturing groups. So they're not kind of hard sell. I suppose the only thing that's hard sell about them is the excellent coffee and cake. What more could you possibly want? If you're interested in joining one of those, we're looking at the formulation and structure. We will need new house groups, which is fantastic, isn't it? So if you want to be part of that, before we fill them all up, contact me and there's still time, there's still places. But just for now, please stand and I'll pray God's blessing on each of you just as we finish. Lord, on this Father's Day, we know that you are God, our Heavenly Father, who loves us intimately. We also know that you are God, the Son, with us in the boat of life's storm calm our storms and lead us through. Also know that you are God, the Holy Spirit, who leads us and inspires us, who has led us with a new vision and inspires us to show love to our community, our family, our friends, our neighbours. So Lord, extend to us your peace this morning. May the peace of God passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds with the knowledge of love, joy and peace. Jesus Christ, Son of God, our Heavenly Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, 
and Holy Spirit be upon each of you and remain with you in the boat and all those you've thought of today in the boat. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Like